What's going on, guys? This is the Champions Dynasty Podcast. My name is Tony. I run the Banana Stand, which is currently up in flames. Welcome to our Week 8 Recap and Week 9 Preview. We've got Nate on for that Week 9 Preview, which we'll hear after the break a little later. This week marked an important milestone in our country's history. We had an election in which we voted for the next POTUS, senators across the country, and all kinds of measures depending on where you live. More importantly, though, this week we wrapped up our Week 8 matchups. So let's go through those, starting with 50 Shades of Trey versus the Chad, 909. Chad continued the run. Meaty Clackers has been on of late, winning 94-83. to 83. Trey got 19 from Travis Fulgham, 14 from T. Higgins, about 13 from Josh Jacobs, and that was about it. Chad didn't have a great day, but Mahomes put that team on his back with 36. With the win, Chad moves to 5-3, and three, and Trey drops to 2-6. and six. I sounded the alarm on Trey in 58 West King a couple weeks ago, and I think it's time to do it here as well. Next is Alden Smith's Life Advisor versus Justice Beaver. This was an OGV exclusive matchup, and Matt decided to go limp and not put up any kind of fight. Mike damn near doubled him up, winning 124 to 67. Mike continues his quest to lock up the season-long Raise Hell, Praise Dale award. Shake and bake. Mike moves to six and two, dropping Matt to one and seven. One and seven. Apparently, Matt is also on a quest. A quest to lock up the season-long Josh Peterson Memorial Award. <laughs> Vinegar Strokes versus Password is Taco. This was Taco Corp on Taco Corp. Mono e mano. Full docking session here between Nate and Clint. They gingerly touched their tips together, and that's when the magic happened. This was the highest scoring matchup this weekend and would have been the main event, but I'm too lazy to move this down in my show notes, so suck it. Clint won 158 to 138. I've got one word that describes Clint's win Dalvin Cook. 163 on the ground, 63 through the air, and four total touchdowns. Yep. Nate had Adams and Metcalf who put up 70 between them, but Clint had solid output up and down his roster. He's doing this weekly over in Taco Corp, so no surprise he's pulling this off, pulling this off in this league. Clint moves to four and four, and Nate drops to three and five. Buena Suerte versus Team Crayola Muncher is next. Meaty Clackers again, compiling a win, this time against Taco Corp. As Medina takes down James Michael, 97 to 88. James had a couple of letdowns in Lamar, who put up 14. Zeke had eight, and Amari Pooper, less than two. Medina's roster did okay. He probably should have lost, but he's also contacted me and said that in this league, we're continuously underestimating him. Yeah, well, maybe next time you will estimate me. Drew moves to four and four and drops James to five and three. Our fifth matchup featured Team Cashew is versus the One-Eyed Man, a meaty Clackers versus 58 West King matchup. Luis served as the springboard here for Wayne as he lost 97 to 116. I have a feeling Wayne's about to go on a run here, looking at his roster. Justin Herbert, Michael Hasty, James Robinson, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones, probably getting Michael Thomas back soon, Gronk, and James Conner. I would hate, hate to have to play him next week. Oh, wait, I am. Wayne, you whore. Both of these guys are 4-4 four and four after this matchup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! 
The Banana Stand taking on CD's Nuts. Tony versus Chris. 58 West King going up against OGV. The magic, it's gone. The Banana Stand has caught fire. It's up in flames. Josh Allen has returned to true form. Mike Davis has run out of gas. Ronald Jones has apparently seeded the backfield to Leonard Fournette. Calvin Ridley, he's injured. George Kittle, probably done for the fantasy season. Time to start tanking. Can we do that in this league? I don't even know. I'm being told we can't tank. Fuck. Chris continued rolling and proved that we didn't give the midseason best manager award to the wrong person here. Standings. All right. In first, we still have Chris up top at six and two. Mike right behind him, also at six and two. Are you serious? Two OGV managers here? Jesus. In third, James, followed by Chad, both at five and three. My team is fifth at four and four. Luis, Wayne, Clint, and Andrew are all at four and four as well in sixth through ninth. In tenth is Nate at three and five. Trey is 11th at two and sixth. And bringing up the rear is Josh Peters. I mean, Matt Kendall. And now, a word from our sponsor. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today, we salute you, Mr. Delusional, Irrational, Notre Dame football fan. Season after season, year after year, you try to justify your absurdly high preseason ranking. You scramble to make futile attempts at damage control when the Irish lose to yet another grossly inferior opponent. Charlie's headset was broken. Inevitably, you'll bring up the past and boast of championships won 20 years before you were born. We wore leather helmets. You'll point out that you have more Heisman winners than any other program, as though that's relevant to the current season. Playing since the 1880s. Go on, ignore that home loss to Boston College in the regular season for the sixth consecutive time in a row. BC's got better Christians. And continue to believe that you'll actually win a bowl game sometime this century. We're old for the 2000s. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, O Emperor of Excuses, and take comfort knowing that when you don't finish in the top 25, you'll be back to number three when the preseason polls come out next year. Mr. Delusional, irrational, hopelessly pathetic Irish fan. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. Nate here, and it's election season. The United States is in a dead heat battle to determine who is the next elected president of the United States, and we have week nine matchups to preview for Champions Dynasty League. We're going to do a little different this week. has nothing to do with fantasy. All about who would win an election and why against each other. Maybe it's on the debate stage. Maybe it's by how they portray themselves. Maybe it's how they get on the campaign trail. Let's jump into it. Matchup number one, we have Alden Smith's life coach versus Buena Suerte. Alden Smith's life coach. This is Matt. He'd run trying to get a sympathy vote. Hey, you know, I I try really hard and I'm doing really well, but you know, I don't have the same equipment and I'm not that good at editing, but I'm here. I'm here to do the job and you guys can depend on me. But here's the thing. Matt would not turn in his taxes to get reviewed by the American public. Don't know why. It's always a thing for presidents. But he would be like, no, because I manipulate the tax code 
and then the IRS is going to audit him. That might cause some problems, but who knows? Like the guy knows his stuff, right? We found that out before. When it's worth day, it's who he's going against. This guy, he's going to, he's definitely going to pander to all the dog owners, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, no, you know, no late abortions for dogs. Like, I know that dogs are going to be putting out tons of, tons of, tons of puppies, big litters. I think that's what they call them, litters. But, hey, you know, life is life and we love animals around here and all that kind of stuff, right? But then he's going to be seen in Texas kicking an armadillo. He's going to get caught, put on TMZ. And then, boom, there goes the dynamite. Matt's going to end up getting the sympathy vote. Everybody's going to feel bad for him. Like, hey, man, he's just a nice guy. Then we got a guy over here kicking armadillos. Matt takes this one down. Matchup number two, we got the Crayola Munchers against Justice Beaver. The Crayola Munchers, uh, he's got the veteran card, right? Hey, I was a Marine. He's going to walk around on the campaign trail. You know, I was in the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps. But the thing is, because he was in the Marine Corps, he's going to forget to campaign anywhere out of East Lansing, Michigan. And then he's not even going to know what to say after the fact that, hey, I'm a Marine veteran. So then what ends up happening is he just finishes the rest of his speech saying, Oorah, 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 Marine Corps, oorah. He wins one county in all of Michigan. But... He is going against Justice Beaver. Justice Beaver. Now this guy's gonna get this guy's gonna get it good, right? Family man. I mean, he's got everything going for him. Great jawline. Like, you know, he's he's the picture of what you want an American citizen to look like. He's competitive, fit, he's got a nice family. Who knows? Maybe if he gets maybe if he feels like the Marine card is going a little bit too well for James, you know, like and everybody feels bad, like, damn, this guy's brain's fried because he was just a Marine. Couldn't even get into a better service. Like the army wouldn't even take him. He just went to the Marines. You know, maybe maybe James goes and or not James, but Justice Beaver here sits there and says, "You know, one of my kids is going to be sick, so let me sit with my kid in the hospital." Like maybe they don't have really have nothing crazy, but you know, we're going to take my kid and make up an illness, and then boom, more sympathy vote. Anyways, I think only winning East Lansing doesn't work out for James Justice Beaver for the win. Maybe the toughest battle out of all of them. We have Fifty Shades of Trey against Password is Taco. Fifty Shades of Trey. I mean, he's he's got a sharp jawline as well. He's gonna go. Hey, I'm fit. He's definitely gonna win the old lady vote because he's probably gonna walk around in like a tank top, some gray sweats. But his gray sweats are gonna be sagging down a little bit so that everybody can see the fact that he wears Lululemon chonies. Just gonna walk around saying Ohio, Ohio, O H I O, O H I O. Campaign. He doesn't. He's gonna campaign hard in Ohio, right? But the fact that everybody's gonna say like, "Oh, Ohio likes this guy," he's gonna get all the ele- other electoral votes maybe out of the other states. Like he doesn't have to go to him. Just like, "Oh, damn, this dude killing Ohio." But that's where it gets tough because now you got Clinton password is Taco. He's gonna storm the campaign trail and have a great following wherever he goes, just like Notre Dame. Like he's gonna go into Southern California, but he's gonna be full full of Clint fans. I mean, just packed stadiums full of them. Massive rallies, right? Massive rallies. But I think what ends up happening here is Trey ends up getting a victory because as it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into election season, Clint's just going to tank one of the games. Tank one of the rallies and do something dumb. 
He's not going to pay attention to a certain state or something like that. And it's just like Notre Dame. Like, you're going to lose to, I don't know, Boston College or something like that. Right? Give me Trey for the victory. CD's nuts versus Team Cassius. CD's nuts. James Bacon. Now, this guy, he's he's going to win Texas because, I mean, he probably wears shit kickers, Coors Light hat with a little fishing hook on the front of it, right? Getting all the cowboy boat. He, he wins middle of America, no doubt. I mean, he's, he's, he even identifies with all the people with his barbed wire tattoo wrapped around his arm. Like I, But here's the thing. There's one thing that's going to go against him is that because he's going to have such a prevalent presence in the state of Texas, he's going to convince Jerry Jones to re-sign Dak Prescott to like record-breaking money. Record-breaking money. And it's going to tear down the entire Dallas Cowboys franchise and everybody's going to be afraid that he's going to do that for America. He's going to do one big thing. Everybody's going to think it's the best thing in the world. Boom, next four years, tanking, tanking, tanking. 401Ks in the dirt. Social Security in the dirt. He's just bad, bad economics, bad economics. But he's running against Team Cassius. I mean, this guy is probably just going to run on all the good old days and talk about about the past times that were really good, right? People might remember that. Hey, man, you know, like every other year, you were all right. But the thing is, everybody's going to remember that you followed it up with like a couple good years, and then you were just trash the rest of the time. Laughing stock of America. Just the laughing, laughing stock of America and all those people who all of a sudden became fans of the team Casuis are now like wearing a different color, you know, like... I mean, I don't know what his campaign colors would be. Probably like orange and black, but everybody's wearing green and yellow now because it's the cool thing to do. No loyalty within his fan. I think everybody gives CD's nuts another shot, and he gets the victory. Banana stand and the one-eyed man. Banana stand and the one-eyed man. Banana stand. I mean, this guy's going to preach full liberalism, everything united, everybody help each other out, everybody help each other out type of stuff, right? You don't need to make more than $27,000 a year. Actually, let's cut that back. $10,000 a year because that's the average income. $10,000 US dollars for the entire globe. So we don't need anybody else to be wealthy because if you make two times the average of anybody in the world on average, yeah, you're doing pretty damn good for yourself, right? Taxing the shit out of people left and right. He's going to sit there and talk about pizza, linguine. You'll probably get the plumber vote. Like, you definitely get the plumber vote. Definitely get the plumber vote. But who knows? Depends. Where's Where's everybody from California moving? Do they start moving out of those other states? And they're like, hey, man, we like the guy. We like the guy still. He's saying all the right stuff. We don't want to work. Anyways, it's going up against the one-eyed man. Now, this guy's going to rally hard in Pennsylvania, specifically Hershey, where the chocolate factory is. All of the Oompa Loompas are going to come out and just cast their ballots, mail in ahead of time. I mean, however early they can get them in. Like, let's let them know that, hey, we're here for him in the chocolate factory, right? Like, the one, the guys that are putting the almonds in the little bars, the ones that are doing the cookies and cream, you know, sending out kisses left and right, saying, hey, the one-eyed man, we got the, we got the one Hershey kiss with the one string out the top, right? It's also going to run on the fact that he's a veteran, right? His mouth is going to get him some Middle America votes. Uh, he's he's going to win Middle America against Banana Stan. He's just going to say things how it is. He's going to be up there and they're going to be in a debate and he's just going to tell him to eat a dick. I mean, imagine that. 
imagine how many points, how many electoral votes does a presidential candidate get if they're on the stage and they say, eat a dick? Probably all of them. Probably all of them. Bundle that up with being a veteran and a guy who took a rocket to his eye. <sighs> Banana stand don't stand a chance when I'm in for the victory. And in the marquee matchup of the week, we have the Chad 909 against the Vinegar Strokes. That is yours truly. Now, the Chad 909, he might have the biggest rallies out of everybody. I mean, you're going to go through and you're going to see people with flags. You're going to see people with, you know, riding in their Lambos left and right. You know, wearing, wearing all the shiny clothes, the pointy shoes. Drinking Popper 12 everywhere. Lean back, arms flailed around. I mean, he's going to put on a show definitely going to put on a show and if he's campaigning around st patty's day i mean good lord all the leprechaun vote he's gonna get all the leprechaun vote but here's the problem he's gonna be hammered drunk and when he gets on gets up against somebody who's just got basic skills really good at one thing right and this is the one thing that the vinegar strokes is really good at just using logic and asking questions that nobody can answer so he'll put on the show, but nobody's going to know what he means. Nobody's going to know what he means. Because we're going to be on the debate stage, and I'm going to say, how? Oh, 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 oh. Who the fuck is this guy? Anyways, the vinegar strokes. Put it in the bag, and that's your week nine preview for Champions Dynasty League. Love you, bye. Thank you for that, Nate. Please remember to support your local businesses. We've got a couple guys putting in some work that we highly recommend you check out. First being Astronaut Apparel, run by Nick Oliveras out of Taco Corp. He's selling merch, but also working to educate and send our youth to space camp in Huntsville, Alabama. Roll Tide. Another one that may be more appealing if you run a business that relies on IT it's called Black Harbor, and they specialize in cybersecurity solutions, which means more to small, medium, and large businesses than most people know or want to admit. A common friend amongst a few of us, DC, helps run that one. In the show notes, we'll have links to their businesses if you are interested. Okay, stay tuned for the Week 9 Recap. Nate will deliver that to you all next week. I've heard rumblings that he'll be recording that topless with video available this time. I can't wait. All right, gents, this was fun, but... I got to go protest the election results. Stay safe. Stay alert. Stay alive. Liking Katy Perry and drinking margaritas is gay? Who wants to be straight? Oh, not me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>